Welcome to The Conscious Investor. Let's get started. So excited that you are back here listening to The Conscious Investor with Angel Williams as the star of the week. I'm so excited to have her because as you know, if you listen to the previous episode on who she is, she's got this absolute ginormous heart and it transcends her taking care of her family. It goes out to the world and to others. And I just love that. It's evident in every part of Angel's life. And if you aren't following her already on all the social platforms, or if you're not in her Facebook group, you need to make sure that you go and make those connections because you will um, be absolutely stoked out that you did. But Angel, welcome back. First of all, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So excited to have you back on again, because this is, I think my, one of my favorite questions, actually, I like all three questions I asked throughout the week, but I would really like to know throughout your entire life, just one mindset shift that changed things. It might've just been going one degree over and it changed your, you know, the trajectory because one degree does make that big of a difference. Might've been a whole 180. I'm not sure, but I know that you have, you've done a lot personally. I know that you have an amazing coach in your life. I know that you have an amazing husband in your life. You have really great influences in your life. And those type of influences provide catalysts for mindset shifts, but maybe you had one before they even entered the scene that led you to them. So, I mean, I've had several, but probably the one that makes the most sense to really explore right now is just the idea of going after things, even when you're not ready. Um, Ooh. yeah. Um, when we had our first summit, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> when Dan Hampered said, oh yeah, Divashina, one day, two day, three day event is it's just coordinating people. I believed him. Um, it's not just coordinating people, by the way. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I believed him and I'm glad I did. Um, because, you know, we just had our fourth one and if I hadn't have been willing, willing to dive in without really knowing what I was doing, the fourth one would have never happened. And this last one, I mean, it was tough. It felt really rushed and thrown together, but it was in the middle of us taking down our first deal. (laughs) (laughs) And that could have never happened if the first, if this was the first one and not the fourth one. So that is such a good point right there. I've said that in my own life. Okay. Well, because I launched a podcast or because I started something and I've developed a skill and I at least know how things work. It's like moving into a house or, you know, walking into an Airbnb and it's like, you just naturally know where things are. It makes it so much easier. How, so what pushed you over the edge when you launched the first summit, because I mean, you and I were kind of like, just dive into the deep end, you know, maybe throw me a floaty. I don't know if I need a floaty, but just, I'm going to dive in. If I'm dying, pull me out. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's really just like who we've surrounded ourselves with. Um, Chad Whitfield helped us do the very first summit and he is awesome. It was like, I could throw these biggest, craziest ideas at him. He's like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) and then like my husband is more reserved he's that engineer but he still supports me in all of the crazy ideas that I have 
And even, even he has become more comfortable with really diving in before he knows any, he knows all the answers. Cause um, we've done some LOIs now where it was like, we didn't know what we were doing. What do we do if we get this deal? <laughs> I guess we figure it out. Uh, right. <laughs> so yep. it's just, we'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Yeah. But it's, you know, two years ago, I don't know that either one of us would have been able to jump that far. So the growth that happened just from doing it, even though you don't have all the answers and maybe you're not real comfortable with it, you're going to learn as you go. And so if you don't try it, you may never try it. And then you miss, like you miss out on all of it. So you really don't know. It's like you said, you know, at some point you said, you don't know what you don't know, but you don't know what you miss out on when you are unwilling to take a step. It's crazy. If you don't walk through a door, you don't know it's on the other side of the door and the door is behind every single door. Now you mentioned that, you know, one of the helps was the people that surround you. So did you shift people groups? (laughs) How did, how did that work that you found yourself influenced more by the people in this capacity versus in the past? So I think it was really, oh, it, for the teachers listening, do not take this the wrong way. But while teachers appear very positive in the classroom with the students, when you're in the teacher's lounge or you're in your own little groups hanging out as teachers, that is not the case. It is usually quite a bit more negative <laughs> and it's a lot of you can't do that. Um, that idea. No, nobody else is doing that. That's not going to work. And this is the way it's done. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. The curriculum says this, no pedagogy says this, you know, studies say this. And I'm like, but this is, what's I don't working. care about common sense. I don't care about what's working. <laughs> yeah. And so it was really moving from that environment to an environment where people were like, heck yeah, I loved your crazy ideas. Let's do this. And like it was just completely different group of people. And I was like, well, I like these people a whole lot more. (laughs) How did you find those people? Because I had, I mean, like I can tell you, I had that same experience and it's like you face the resistance and you're swimming upstream. And if you have big ideas, it basically, if you're an entrepreneur, and I think this goes even outside the classroom. I think that you could say, if you work for a corporation, you've got to follow the corporation guidelines and you're stuck and you might have a ton of talent and ideas and you are in a bubble that doesn't allow you to grow. It's like if you're chewing gum, you know, some bubble gum and you're trying to blow a bubble, it can only go so far and it's not even going to pop. And like you and I are people that are like, Hey, how big can we make this bubble before it pops? I want to see it pop. And then I'm going to blow it again. And I'm going to take it to that max. And then I'm going to redo this over and over and over. And I'm going to make bigger and bigger bubbles every single time. So you were teaching. And then how did you find yourself in this different around these other people? Had you left the classroom at that point? No. Um, So Jason had found this company called Memphis Invest. And they were having an event in Grapevine, which is like hour and a half from us. And so I think at that point I was just tutoring. And so I took the day and we went there 
and Jesse Itzler was speaking. Some other guys were speaking and Joe Fairless was speaking. And even though Jason and Joe were at Texas Tech at the same time, we had never really talked to Joe and really met him on any kind of a level other than, hey, they were there at the same time. And so that was maybe three years ago. And Jason was like, I want to get into his program. We need to do this. But I was like, oh, that's so much. We'll find somebody else. We could do a different one. And so <laughs> we went with a different program that was less expensive. But at the end of the day, can, I, can we drop expensive. numbers out there? Can we drop? I, so I, I will drop a number. I, I, cause I think a lot of people listening are like, God, cause money is such a relative concept. I know I dropped 20 grand yeah. for a program and I thought that I was going to die. Like <laughs> that's part of my investment capital. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I am doing this. That has been the best investment ever it completely talk about uh you know at least a 15 degree shift not a 180 but like shifted my trajectory in this powerful way i don't know if you're comfortable if you want to give a ballpark or so if you just want to say in no, the past, i don't want to say no in the past three years and we've had more than one coach but in the past three years mm-hmm. we've spent well over six figures um mm-hmm. but our net worth has also increased in multiple six figures so <laughs> it's, right. it's kind of a, you know, I guess a weight game, um, to, you're going to get what you pay for. Yes. And so I kind of think of it as, yes, it's a lot. It is <laughs> no, it's no a, lies it is there. a lot. It's no a, matter it's, what it's a lot. you're doing income wise, there's no point to where you're like, oh yeah. Whatever, I'll just fifty thousand. No big deal. No big deal. You know, here's a little extra just for the fun of it. I mean, Uh at no point is anyone, you know, really wanting to say that. So, but you found that investment. So you to make this initial investment, you go to this seminar. All right, Jason, let's go. Let's just check this out. You go. We didn't get. We didn't join then because we were like, oh god, we and it was less than twenty. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, everybody, Joe so Ferris much. for less than 20 grand. Crazy. It might have been four years ago. It was a while ago. Um, because right. it's like when he was first getting started. When we first met him, he had 58 million assets under management. If that gives you any kind of an idea, he's well over it, a billion now well of assets under management. So when we met him, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and he was just getting started. And I was like, that's so much. We can't do that. But at the end of the day, I wound up costing us a year and a half. And I cost us a whole lot more because by the time we reached a point that we were ready to join Joe's program, he wasn't a beginner anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then we had to take into consideration all of his new experiences now that we could learn from. And that factored into the cost of the program. And I think also coming to that mindset too, and realizing you're not just paying for a program. You're paying for a person and their knowledge and their experiences. And when you're trying to do a deal and things are going sideways, that's the person you get to call and be like, holy crap, I don't know what to do. Help me. Mm -hmm. And like when our first team was starting to implode and I'm like, Joe, I don't know what to do. Help me. I I don't think this team's going to work out. And him responding back with number one, I applaud you for recognizing that now instead of after you've signed documents. 
Oh, like, seriously. Totally de-escalated the feelings that I had. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, who would have known to have said that? Well, mm-hmm. someone that has massive experience. <laughs> yep. So it's, you're, you're, you're paying for those pieces that most people aren't going to have. Right. So it's, you're not paying for a guru. You're not paying for this. You're not paying for that. You're, you're paying for the knowledge and experience that someone has and is willing to share with you. Yep. And if you're willing to follow through and take action, it's not like you can just pay somebody and, oh, now you're going to be successful. You pay to get the knowledge, to get the support so that as you're taking those actions to move forward, you know, you have the confidence I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right things. Absolutely. And it puts you in the right circles because it puts you in the circles of other people that are doing something very similar to what you're doing. And they've made the same commitments you've made, whether that's Mm -hmm. financially or with time or with just sweat equity of going out there and just working it. But you're in circles with people that are similarly suited. Like you're on kind of the same level. And I was still teaching. We were in some of those circles. And then it was like, Jason was really the one that he's just kept plowing ahead, plowing, but he's, he's good at that. Like he can, he can be disciplined and like follow schedules and like timelines. (laughs) And I'm like, what is this magic that you do? Right, (laughs) It's not me. But he's really the one that like, even when I would hit ups and downs, I'd be like, this is so hard. I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. And it hits me, especially when a, like when a summit is over and I had a real down spot and it's been especially hard this time because I'm hitting a down spot and Jason's like, Angel, the whole team needs you on your A game right now. We need you on your A game right now because you are a pivotal, you're a very important part of where we're at in this deal. So he's like giving me extra hugs and he's like, I need you on your A game. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm down. He's like, I know you're down, but just remember, we need you. And that's hard, but it's, I mean, I just, it's it's something different that we're doing this time. (laughs) So it's learning how to cope with the fact that I'm not going to get to disconnect for a week or so. And to just keep pushing and that's hard too, but I learned a few coping mechanisms, I think (laughs) along the way. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, um, you learn how to deal with things. And I I think too, that in growth, it may be linear for a while, but then it starts to get exponential and it's keeping up with the exponential piece of it. You're just like, holy crap must breathe, must sleep, must do something because it's like drinking from water hose because you're increasing at an increasing rate and it's almost unbearable. But I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I've said that too, because you feel like you're on a treadmill and that treadmill is going at a certain level and it feels comfortable. It feels a little uncomfortable at first, but sustainable. And I'll tell you my journey. I thought I was going to be able to, you know, that it would feel like a little bit slower pace at some point. I still have not reached that point, but I think that has to speak. That speaks to our temperaments of 
always pushing the bubble, always trying to say, oh, well, we made it that far. Let's see how much further we can go. Okay. What else do I need to learn? How else do I need to grow? Who else do I need to, it's always the what's next. And that keeps that treadmill going. What are you going to do to kind of keep the treadmill in balance? I don't know. Cause we're already talking about what we're going to do for our next deal. <laughs> Right. So this is like your very first summit where, you know, you could pull this fourth summit off fairly comfortably because you'd done the first one. And this sets the stage for your future of, okay, well, I can run a summit and I can do a deal at the same time. So I can only imagine what the future holds. Well, and I think part of that too, goes back to just relationships because if I hadn't been able to reach out to people and be like, please help me. Um, can you moderate? Can you moderate this panel for me? Like, I just mm-hmm. can't. I, I have no no knowledge of that subject matter. Like when it came to blockchain mm-hmm. and crypto. Psh, oh, right. I know like zero. And so I'm like, Vinky, can you please help mm-hmm. moderate this? <laughs> mm-hmm. But just to be able to reach out to people because there were six panels and I had six moderators. And that's the second yeah. time I've been able to do that. Um, because you moderated the mindset panel the first time and it's Mm -hmm. being able to have people that you can reach out to and rely on is huge. And it will, it will change your life when it comes to trying to, you know, really anything, but for sure trying to do multifamily because you cannot do it alone. You just can't. It takes, it takes everybody, like everybody can get your hands on. (laughs) It does. And that willingness to ask for help is absolutely huge. I'm going to leave this. It's very appropriate for uh, this conversation for you, but since, um, and, and I'm going to pass this on to the listeners. I just picked up a new podcast. Oh, of course it's going to be gone. I might need to leave it in the show notes because it was, it's absolutely fantastic. It's an interview with Ryan holiday. Who's one of my favorite authors on, you know, speaks on stoicism all the time, just came out with a book called courage is a calling. And they're talking about fear and they're talking about asking for help and things like that. So somehow I'm going to send that podcast episode. Oh, I, I know I sent it actually, this is a great digression. I sent it to my husband earlier, said, you got to listen to this. So um, how, how fortune favors the brave uh, from the school of greatness. I'll send you a Latin phrase too. The fortune it's it's Fortuna. That's the only part I remember, but there's a Latin phrase that means the same thing. Yeah. So I'll I'll send you and hopefully I'll try to put a link in the show notes because I think it's an episode everyone should listen to, but Angel, I am so just, you're always pushing things and that's great because you're the kind of person that I like to be around because it's like, what more, what more can we do? How else can we do this? And who else can we, you know, get involved here? And um, I just, I love that part of who you are. It's amazing. Very contagious. What is the number one best way you would like people to connect up with you? So the easiest way to get in touch with us is through our website. So www.theacademypresents.com and all manner of getting in touch with us should be there. Um, If you reach out to me on LinkedIn or Facebook, I I try my best to respond there too, because it's really important to me to make sure that I am connecting to the people that want to connect with me. 
I love it. Thank you so much, Angel. Make sure you go head over to her website, see what's going on, see what events are going on, see what, you know, everything. She has always has tons, tons of amazing opportunities for people. So make sure you go check that, check that out. Um, until next time, live big, love bigger. Overwhelmed trying to figure out what book you should read next? Head over to julieholly.com and download the best books reading list. I've personally read the books I'm recommending for adults and kids ages eight and older, and you can get a sneak peek even as to the books I'm considering reading next. Download this list and dive into your next best book. Head over to julieholly.com to download the list and dive into your next best book.